When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers To Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Brain again, and he's got it! Gavin was closing in. Oh, Gavin has scored! Abdul Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not that to three! Thanks for joining me on It's All Cobblers to Me. Hi Owen, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Very good after the weekend. Yourself? Good stuff. Yeah, not bad. We're we're quite happy after the weekend as well. Back to winning ways for ourselves. How have Cheltenham been doing since we last faced you back at the end of December? Well, we're just carrying on from the great start we've had this season, really. We're all just taking it in our stride. It's been unbelievable, really. Nobody really expected the season we've had to be having. And we're, just, we're flying at the minute. It couldn't really be going any better. Yeah, you're in fifth place at the moment uh, after the weekend's games. You've won four out of your last five games. You're not too far off of those automatic spots. What is it, six points? I think it's something like that, yeah, with the game in hand over... Plymouth. It's it's crazy to, to be thinking about it really because I'm still sort of thinking we're definitely not going to get playoffs but now we're just building and building on results which in a way we've been lucky to be getting some of them so just being by the odd goal. Yeah it's crazy because it, it's in touching distance. It's, anything's really possible and I think that sums up the league really but it's still very tight so not getting too far ahead of ourselves. And, and how do you think you guys have actually been playing this season? Has there been a vast improvement uh, in the games that you've watched this year to last? Since Michael Dust came in, I mean, the change was 
it was an instant because he struggled to get results in his first opening games and it was just sort of we were in a rut but he you know changed his idea of 4-4-2 which he brought down from Burnley um, and he's gone to this 3-5-2 and it's been a revelation really from the back end of last season but we've just sort of stuck with the core of players we had last season and also added reinforcements and I think just sort of the character of players he's been able to instill his own type of player who he wants and I mean some of the players who were dross under the last manager have actually improved greatly yeah the, the style has been fantastic and you know playing passing football around the back at league two it's something you're not really expected to see but it's yes yeah, it's, it's doing really well nice style of football so you're actually enjoying the performances as well. There's a bit of a thing going on with Northampton fans at the moment. Keith Curl's our manager. We all know what Keith Curl likes, and that's to have the ball up the right end of the pitch as quickly as he can possibly get it there. What would you say is more important as a Cheltenham fan? Would you rather go and watch your team playing really good, attractive football, or would you just be happy to just see them win every single time? It's difficult, really, because it's, it's catch-22. Obviously, you want to see your team win regardless, especially if you're going to travel a couple of hours up the motorway on an away day and you take any result in an away game. Home game, you want to see you want to see a dominant style, I think. But it it is it's a bit weird, really, because, yeah, we've been playing entertaining football this season. We've been playing it along the floor. We have been getting results. But actually, although we've been dominant, it's not... Earlier on in the season, we were winning games by a couple of goals or something. And the last sort of few results, although, again, we've been trying to stick with our style, um, it's not, we've not been brilliant. And we've probably been lucky with our last two results against Mansfield and against Leighton Orient. Um, I, definitely, I think the result comes over everything. Uh, and I have seen, I've seen some of the uh, disagreements and debates your fans have been having. Um, and actually, funny enough, when, when we didn't have a manager, we my friends we spoke about Keith Curl as a potential manager because he was out of a job at the time and um, we we wanted him we thought he would be a good manager so it's interesting that it's kind of up in the air with your uh, with the opinions of your fan base but I mean, he worked well at Carlisle with a three-five-two. I mean, is it the same formation he's playing? Yeah, roughly. He's had the opportunity. He had the summer, and the signings you were making were unbelievable. And and everybody would have said before the season that yeah, you firm promotion favourites. Mm. Um, but maybe that it's the the style of football clearly which he's playing. Maybe isn't suiting. Maybe there's a different way he could go about it. But he's sticking to his guns, I suppose. So let, let's talk about Cheltenham then. Your your side. Any anyone that we should be really watching out for? It's quite hard to just to pick one because the the squad as a whole has been fantastic and sort of again we've had injuries especially up top uh, I mean we've got we've got a handful of strikers but actually the one who's who's come back from injury now and is playing phenomenally is uh, Reuben Reed. he's got uh, three in his last three he's not played a full 90 minutes yet but he's he's scored the winning goal in the last three times he's played uh, so Reed's obviously one to look out for um, Broom he's just been sort of had a quality start to the season He's was in midfield, but now he's moved back to right wing back, and again set up the last two winning goals on the right. He's been fantastic, um, and I'd probably say Doyle Hayes in midfield on lane from Villa. He's been fantastic. He'll easily go up a league or two in the next couple of seasons. So yeah, again, it's kind of the whole core has been brilliant as a squad. So hard to pick one, I'd say. 
It's a good thing with your squad is that you've obviously got players there that can do a bit of magic, but you've also got players in there that can, you know, do a bit of that rough sort of League Two style of play. Um, Absolutely. Did you get to the game at Sixfields back just after Christmas? I did, yes. And I honestly, I wish I'd ever went. It was the most boring game ever. Yeah, I was trying to compare it to the most boring game I've ever seen. It was a Friday night against Rochdale. And it was nil-nil and it's freezing. And that's the only thing I compare it to because it was, it was a bit of a dead game. But I think it was that Christmas lull where everyone was a bit tired. And I think that summed up the game, really. Yeah, the one thing that sort of stands out in the mind for, for that game at Sixfields was the sending off of Alex Adai. It was, it was crazy because he, he seemed to rattle Charlie Good. And it was, I was like, oh yeah, it was a bit funny towards the end. And then he just did the most ridiculous lash out on him when he just, he didn't need to. And it was just, it, it kind of summed up. It was because like, we've got a thing with Alex Adai. I've got a friend who doesn't really like him and I absolutely love him. He's, he's an absolute threat to opposition. And he's honestly, if you bring him on in the last half hour, 20 minutes, his pace just frightens anybody in League Two because he's got, but he's not the most technically gifted. Um, he's improved a lot. He's a, he's a winger, but Duff's turned him into a striker because we don't play with wingers. And he's got some very important goals, but since that red card, it's sort of he's not been able to get back in the team. He, he come on uh, on Saturday in a four-three-three and was dangerous. But uh, yeah, he's crazy, funny player to watch actually, but a good danger to have as well. Well, what did you make of that incident then with Charlie Good? Because from where I was stood or sat, um, it. it it really looked like Charlie loves to wind players up. That's that he's, he loves to do it. He'll go down and win free kicks when he when when he's not been touched. Alex Adai isn't the only person he's got sent off this season. He's also done exactly the same to Kevin Van Veen when Scunthorpe came to town, um, and it just felt like watching it. It was the most silly thing for Adai to have done was to react to essentially. I mean, Charlie just patted him on his head. Um, maybe it was it didn't like the reference to his size that was the problem. It, it was in, yeah, it was because I mean I was down the other end, obviously, and it seemed to there was a bit of a scuffle down the other end. They were both going for the ball as it was running out, and yeah, like I said, it was it was just an absolute ridiculous decision to make. It was late on. I mean, our manager Duff was fuming at the end because he said, "Well, the referee could have just stopped that altogether by blowing his whistle because time was up anyway on the game." But again, like, it's just one of the things you don't do in football, is it? It's just, you know, keep your head, especially when the game's run out. There's, it's going to be a draw. Um, and, you know, with, with them fans who he's not sort of got a liking to, then he's just going to have, you know, them opinions that he's not the greatest player and he's not helping himself. Um, so, yeah, really weird because it was a good opportunity for him to keep getting in the team and keep chomping at the bit. But, he found himself suspended for three games, so <laughs> yeah. he'll be kicking himself. So what's your home form like then, Owen? Phenomenal, to be honest. This season's been a bit of a revelation. We went from two wins in a year to, I think, our first loss. Could have been November, and that was our first loss since Jan- January the previous season to Tranmere. You look at the goal difference, we got the joint lowest goals conceded in the whole of the English leagues, uh, along with Sunderland. Um and I think that sort of shows with the type of manager we've got. We're very solid at the back. But we try a lot of long balls, diagonal balls from uh, the defence. But we've also got our style. We can we can spread it out. We can play it through the wing backs and through the midfield. We try a little bit different. And sort of Alfie May again. Alfie May signing and 
January. That again, another revelation. Cause he just works his socks off, and he's got that bit of quality. Um, he really has, you know, brought the goals. A hard worker. He's another person who's really gone into that character of our team, the style of play we go for. So yeah, very high tempo. I'd say we we like to dominate and um, we like to play the nicest football possible. I'd say given the conditions recently. Brilliant. So I always ask every opposition fan that we have on the podcast to give us a prediction for the game. Okay, so it's been quite difficult because I've been looking at our next games in a three because we've got you, we've got Colchester away and Port Vale. So we've got three really tough games uh, and I'm trying to work out how many points we're going to get and I'm not confident. Um, I, I, was, I, I actually was thinking initially we're going to lose on Tuesday in all honesty because I don't think we've been playing to our best. But I've got to be more optimistic if I'm going to have people listening to this. Um, <laughs> I'll go with... Uh, I'll go with a two-all draw because Tuesday night's under the lights at Modern Road is quite enjoyable recently. Um, so, And I'll say Alfie May and Reuben Reid to both score. Fantastic. Well, best of luck for the rest of the season, Owen, of course, forgetting about tomorrow night. and oh, uh, <laughs> And we'll see you, hopefully, maybe at some point in the playoffs. Maybe we'll re-sign Luke Guthridge just for another spectacular volley. Eh? Oh, I don't know. Not at all. No penalties either. <laughs> I'm Chris Hargreaves, and it's all cobblers to me. Thanks to Owen there. Nice chap. Looks like Cheltenham are having a lovely old time, sat in fifth place in League Two at the moment. Going away from home for this game on Tuesday night. Last time out, one all draw on the 29th of December at Sixfields in what was probably the most boring game of football that, that I've watched for a long, long time. What are we thinking about this game? It's going to be a game of football, Charles, <clears throat> on a Tuesday night. Uh, they've won the last five home games in a row, haven't they? We oh. can only see this as a positive, can't oh, we, Danny? I can, yeah. If they'd lost their last five home games in a row, I'd be really worried about this. Um, I think they've only lost twice at home all season as well. So I can only see that as a good thing. Um, but they're doing well. They've they've um, got back into form a little bit. And what are they, six points off Exeter in third with a game in hand, which is this one. So they'll see this as a chance to get back into the the old automatic promotion mashup, um, and but we can go above them with a wing. So all to play for. You could, Charles, if Ooh. you were. <laughs> yeah, you know where I'm going with this. Ooh. You might even call it a six pointer. Is that the first one of the season? No. No, the opening game of the season was, I think. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> love it. Absolutely love Strictly it. Strictly speaking, it's not a six-pointer, but it is. We all know it is. Favourite Cheltenham memories, Neil? The Luke Guttridge goal. Oh, I remember being 3-1 up there and losing 4-3. Yeah. Scored three in the last two minutes or something. Yeah, it was horrible, wasn't it? <laughs> it was Laurie Dudfield, I think, was yeah. starring for us that night. Laurie Dudfield. Brilliant. I, I remember playing them at Sixfields. Now, I might be getting confused here, but I'm pretty sure that Larry Grayson was playing for Cheltenham at the time. Yes, he was. Larry, and, Larry, uh, Larry. There was also Larry, a four-stand rendition of We All Hate Diamonds. Um, yeah, Larry scored, didn't he? As well, I think he did, yeah. Everyone cheered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone did cheer. The whole, <laughs> the whole stadium cheered an opposition goal. It was, it was, it was a, a, an occasion. <laughs> Cheltenham was where I saw the, the Cobbler School for the first time eight years after I started going to see them so yeah that was my memory of, of Cheltenham away years and years ago well, to be fair I say years ago I was only 13 I, I, it was only when I was 13 so it wasn't actually that long ago but it, fe- it felt like I it felt like 
a lifetime waiting for them to score. And, and it was the most, like, it just trickled into the back of the net. So unspectacularly, but, you know. <laughs> was it a, a victory or was it? Just no, we drew 1-1, one, one, but, but we got a really dodgy offside shout and it should have been 2-1 and I remain absolutely adamant that we did win that game in my 13-year-old brain. <laughs> was it someone scored an own goal um, at Cheltenham? Nathan Abbey knocked it, knocked his own defender out. Do you remember? <laughs> that was one of the greatest moments ever as well. Mm. That was when we were, like, I was really little then. I remember Sean was absolutely bereft because he'd driven up there on a Saturday morning, <laughs> Saturday morning <laughs> to see Nathan Abbey knock his own defender out. <laughs> Couldn't see I'm sure it was time. <laughs> I'm sure it was some goalkeeper or something had their debut and just conceded in about, after about two minutes with some ridiculous Probably goal. Nathan Abbey, to be fair. Could well be Nathan Abbey. What a, what, a, what a man. <laughs> <laughs> what a man. What a man Nathan Abbey was, eh? I, I seem to remember him being in goal against uh, the the posh in a, well, might have been an auto windscreen shield game uh, back oh. then. Um, and, and, yeah, us conceding, uh, him coming out of the goal by about 30 yards. And, and, missing and the posh it completely. Player, yeah, missing it yep. completely and posh scoring. <laughs> Yeah, it, like being in goal. Abbey, it was in goal for us at Plymouth once and the Plymouth fans were singing Abbey as a girl's name to him. <laughs> so, <laughs> Classic my, memory, uh, my memory of Nathan Abbey. <laughs> us Devonians for you. Oh, so come on then, this Tuesday night, Cheltenham away, we'll get some predictions mm. done, shall we guys? Neil, you've not spoken for at least five moments. <laughs> five moments? Exactly, five moments. Do we need to play the Sam Hoskins ball touch challenge first? Oh, the Sam Hoskins Ball Touch Challenge. Which minute will Sam Hoskins touch the ball for the first time? The Sam Hoskins Ball Touch Challenge. Brought to you by Danny Brothers. And Associates. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so using that. I'm going to go with 12 we'll minutes. Go 12 for you, Charles. 12 for me. Oh, I'm going to go six. I'm going to half. Oh, he's halved it. Uh, I'm going to go uh, eight minutes Ooh. for a cheeky flick off the hair. <laughs> good hair. He has got good hair. Jeffy? 31. And Ooh, he's 31? <laughs> he's going to score. With his first touch. <laughs> he's not going to touch it for half an hour, then he's going to score. Yeah. That's such a hard thing to do as well. <laughs> Be a screamer into the top corner. Yeah. He likes his Tuesday nights. He does. He does, yeah. Tranmere away, allowed, anyone? He's going to have to stay up late. He comes along. <laughs> Let's go predictions then. Oh, yeah. Predictions. Shelton him away. Oh, they're quite good, aren't they? Fairly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nil-nil I'm going for. Alan nil. Alan nil, Alan nil. Danny? Uh, is it worth pointing out that the referee is Mr. Craig Hicks, who refereed that shithouse when it's Wyndham? I don't know if that is changes it? your opinion. Yeah, that that Andy Williams goal and the win against Crew at home early in the year as well. So we're unbeaten Where, under Craig Hicks this season. Yeah, I think they're back. So does he that change like, your? He sounds like a Premier League referee, Craig Hicks. Yeah. So in short, he's <laughs> never never refed in the Premier League. He seems to have given us some decent decisions over the years. Yeah. On that basis, I'll just quickly adjust my prediction to five nil Cobblers. <laughs> Brilliant. All five, goal, all five goals by Mark Marshall. A goal. <laughs> <laughs> It'll win as a penalty. 
Get in. Danny, prediction, please. 1-1, uh, one, one, please, Bob. Uh, Callum Morton. Nice and simple. 1-1, <laughs> one, one, please. 1-1, one, 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 please, please. Bob. 1-1. Uh, I'm going to go for a 1-0 win. Charlie Good will score. Um, probably with his stomach while he's rolling around on the floor. Jesse? 1-0. Uh, Sam Hoskins on the 31st minute. Uh, and Alan McCormack's going to be unbubble wrapped and he's going to come <laughs> on on, a, on about 80 minutes and uh, he's going to clear off the line and uh, we're all going to be celebrating. He hasn't scored yet, has he? Oh, no, but he's going to cl- he's going to do do like dive onto the goal line to prevent Cheltenham from scoring <laughs> in a classic Alan McCormack style. Fabulous. Well, if you are going, enjoy yourselves. Go and have fun. And uh, if you've not listened to it yet, then the main pod is over on, well, it's in your pod feed right now. So go and listen to that as well. And we'll see you again next week. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Podcast Network.